yeah. Welcome back to the Aim a Little Higher podcast. We've missed you. It's been an entire week. Uh, confession, it's been an entire week because somebody, not going to mention any names, somebody thought they'd get new software for the podcast and be all fancy. And the whole thing was echoey, and the Friday Freestyle episode sounded terrible, and we couldn't do that to your ears. I'm not going to say who. I'm not going to say any names. I'm not going to point in any particular directions with the cameras or anything. I'm, I, it's somebody. It's random. Let's not say whose idea it was to experiment with new tech last week. It so, sounds like such a me thing to do, doesn't it? Experiment with new tech. I can't think, I've still got the same iPhone for however many years. I don't even know what number it is. <laughs> Like. <laughs> Last week, we spoke about the school prepare you for the real world. And we explored all the different ways in which school does prepare you for the real world. And some of the some of the pitfalls where maybe you've got to learn certain things. Just so you know, if you confess again, can you please do it like Usher? What, you want yeah, to I sing? just feel like if you were singing it, maybe rapping it, it would just, it would make everyone laugh. It would make me laugh and you would feel like you're Usher. Any excuse to sing? I'm, I'm there. I know, I know. So I just think it could be a karaoke moment for everybody, you know? It's my confession. Is well, that... no, I said next time. Oh, sorry, I thought that was an invitation. Very clearly said next time. <laughs> <laughs> so we spoke about school and does it repay for the real world. Um, and I was delivering a speech at one of my favourite schools to speak at, um, down in Kim Bolton. And I met these two students who, after the session, we had a chat about uh, some challenges that they've been overcoming and something amazing that they've achieved. So... We invited them onto the podcast. So we have two guests with us live um, from Kim Bolton School. We're joined by Lucia and Maisie. They are 18-year-olds uh, studying at Kim Bolton. Um, I-, I won't tell them too much about you. We'll ask you for them. But the most impressive and amazing thing is you have just... Look how excited the dog is. The dog from has <laughs> heard you're here and has started going crazy cheering um you you've taken part in a really interesting competition that i think is just fantastic so we'll let you explain and i will just be over here getting excited um yeah what what's the competition you you took part in so it's peter jones's um young enterprise tycoon competition so basically like maybe was it last year we were faced with like basically come up with a business We'll give you an investment, however much you want for it, and then see how it goes. And you had to like log it, like all your finances, which is what Lucia did. Yeah. Like create your own product. You had to start off with a business plan, so we had to write down and send it to Peter Jones to see what our initial business Ooh. idea was, and then we could get started with the funds and start making our products. No pressure. So. The brief was, was actually <laughs> that open. Like, you have to start a business. They didn't tell you what industry, didn't tell yeah. you what type of business. It's just, you have to start a business. Yeah, you could make any product business you wanted, really, which was fun to experiment and see what we came up with. Fair. How did you deal with that? Sometimes <laughs> when I'm given too much choice, I find it really hard to, like, dial in. Would you prefer a challenge with open choice or something that's like really specific mm, i like specifics yeah like this industry or to solve this problem that way my mm-hmm. brain works better at processing <laughs> things 
Yes, you've had a proper chat. So where did you where did you start? So we were quite like set on the idea that we wanted to make something that like had almost like meaning and like would help people, like not just like some product that would just sit there for a bit and just like look pretty. Like we wanted it to have like a meaning and like help people. So like on returning to school after COVID, we've like definitely saw like a rise in anxiety levels and like stress levels amongst our peers, like social social situations just didn't feel the same as they used to. I think being apart from people that long like made it awkward as such so we wanted mm, to yeah. make a product that would like help people when they're feeling anxious and just calm themselves down and we were like looking into like the fidget spinner craze like I think it was 2017 oh, yeah. the fidget spinner craze the like big obnoxious like spinning mm-hmm. teachers didn't really like it but it was designed to like <laughs> calm people down and like just have a bit of like relief as such so we thought that would make um rings and jewelry that had that spinning mechanism to try and like divert those anxious feelings away in a more subtle way than the fidget spinner did. That's really clever. You've, um, you've, there's two separate things here. <laughs> One is the actual item, but the first thing you mentioned about the difference in going back to school after COVID. What yeah. what was that like? You said like it felt almost awkward. Were there any clear differences that you felt before and then coming back that was completely different? Well, I just think everything was quite segregated after COVID as well. Um, like, break and lunch, obviously couldn't, like, really hang out. Kind of, like, it's year groups and especially sitting at lunch. You'd be sat in lunch in the dining hall and usually you can sit opposite people, but you'd all have to sit in, like, one row, like, next to each other so you wouldn't, like, breathe in front of other people. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely made it, like, harder for people that did find it, like, yeah, stressful. Stressful to socialise. It just made socialising ten times harder. And yeah. Then, yeah. Fair. How did how did you two find it? But personally, having spent all that time in in you know working from home situation to then come back into school, how did you how did you deal with it? I think it was it's very strange, isn't it? It's so strange coming back and coming back and it not being the same school that we left. Yeah. And it being all these different rules and regulations. I suppose you do get used to them after a while, but thinking back on it, like how yeah, it's it used crazy to be. that we actually did that and like gone through that and now it's kind of gone back to the same. Fair. So you've looked at the fidget spinner craze, you thought this is this is useful but disruptive. Mm-hmm. So that's <sighs> the motivation. How do we do that in a more subtle way? Whilst also looking yeah. quite good. Mm-hmm. So what piece of jewelry did you start with? So we started with rings. Yeah. Um, started with rings, like, just... There was a lot of trial and error, like, making it look nice, making it spin, like... I mean, it was proving yeah. very difficult to actually make the beads spin. And then the wire the was too bendy or wasn't strong enough, and so that was a lot of challenges we faced with that as well. Yeah. Fair. So it's a fixed ring with beads on it, and you spin the beads as opposed to doing what I do all the time, which is spin the actual ring. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, clever. I like it. So you started there, it went wrong a number of times, and you worked through it, figured it out, and kept just yeah. sort of reiterating that product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet. There was a lot of, like, new designs that we, like, came up with along the way, like, making it spin, like, more, like, efficiently as such, like, that was really spinny. Like, I think we started off and it was, like, kind Quite of tough to spin, to spin yeah. but then we, like, created, like, new ways that it would, like, spin more, like, effectively. That's a good idea because I guess if you, <laughs> you like need to touch it, you're like trying to push it around. 
It's <laughs> building more frustration as you go. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the ring. Uh, and then what was next? Or did you stick with the rings and like, this is our sole thing, we're going with rings? Well, we kind of developed more like ring designs well, but then we also did bracelets, which also had like just loads of beads on that you could like spin and play with as well. But I think definitely our rings were the most like helpful and the yeah, most, most targeted on like mm-hmm. the like helping people with their anxious feelings. Fair. Are you a ring or a ring or a, a bracelet person? All rings, no bracelets. Yeah, I don't wear. I wear <laughs> a necklace all the time. Okay. Or an anklet all the time, and then my rings, no bracelets. You've got three different rings. I've actually got loads of rings. They're just the ones that I don't take off. Fair. Are you rings or bracelets, Eliza? Yeah, rings same. I don't like. I find bracelets quite annoying. So you're um, going for rings as well. Yeah, I think it's. There you go. You guys need your market research. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Like, <laughs> did you find um, a lot of like? Was it mostly girls that were interested in it? Was boys interested in it too? Because I like. I know jewelry has become more of like a non-specific gender mm-hmm. sort of thing, hasn't it? But mm. do, did boys use it as well for their anxiety? Or were they a bit like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think it definitely was, did end up being targeted more to the female, like, yeah. audience, really, like, but we did have some boys buying it, and we did have products that didn't have, like, a colourful bead, like, we had more, like, neutral uh, colours, yeah, which, which seemed to be, like, them, yeah, and we knew when we started that it was, would have been quite hard to kind of meet, uh, reach the male, like, gender, and, like, try to get it to them, so we did really try to make it, like, neutral colours and try to sell it to them as well. Yeah, I think it actually, like, it's not even a bad thing. I think sometimes it's better to niche down and be, yeah. like, women mostly suffer with anxiety more than men do, mm-hmm. although mm-hmm. it might just be because they're not saying it. So <laughs> people that are yeah. going to be, might be more obvious or ready to express their anxiety, even if it is through jewellery and mm. being able to have something like a like a fidget ring would be, it would probably be women. So mm. arguably you've made it to the right demographic of people to make yeah. a business work. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Especially with the like fidget spinner craze as well. Like that was seemed very tailored to the male gaze. Yeah. It was quite yeah. like mm-hmm. a boisterous thing to be having. <laughs> yeah. Such. Yeah. <laughs> very true. Very true. Yeah. I definitely, when we went around schools, fidget spinners were mostly the guys constantly, loudly mm-hmm. in the back of your speech. Like, I'm trying to speak. And it's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair. <laughs> so you create the idea. Then what happens? Mm-hmm. So I've got the idea. We've done some prototyping. We see it works. We've changed it slightly to make sure it definitely works. Where'd you go from there? So it was just getting our like products out there, really, which we thought felt was like the hardest thing to be doing. Like obviously trying to promote it on social media when you don't have a platform. That was probably mm-hmm. the most difficult thing. So we ended up selling a lot. Like trying to get at like little like fairs and like the school fair. We sold a lot there. Yeah. Where else did we sell? Kimbolton Fireworks. I think the school really helped us with that as being like, we had the Christmas fair here at school. We had the school fireworks. And then at break and lunch, we actually did a lot of selling there, which we actually made probably most of our money just from like our peers and word of mouth by seeing, oh, they've got it then. Yeah. Which really helped <laughs> us. Nice. You like pick out the certain students who you know have like a little bit of a following. You get <laughs> yeah. one, spread it out. Uh, was there a was there yeah. a post on your story? Quick. Exactly. Did you find a, a year <laughs> yeah. group lean towards any particular age group, or was it quite open? 
I think I think it was quite spread out. Yeah, I think so too. I think yeah, all the years were quite interested. So yeah, but... and I think with the thing with the ring was like people probably weren't purchasing the ring because they thought, oh, this is going to help me with my anxiety. They would purchase the ring because they liked the look of the ring, and then they would like when they would be wearing the ring, then it would be like, oh yeah, this is really relaxing and like this. Like I suppose people were more buying it because it looked nice as well. Yeah, but then they'd end up spinning it anyway, which realised it helped relieve like some stress that they may have had, which they kind of didn't really know about. That's clever. Well, I think that's right. Here we yeah. have Storm that isn't wearing any glasses because she's worried about the way they look. So <laughs> it's arguably, very true. Regardless, regardless of what medical expectations you have, if it doesn't look nice, people won't wear it. So does it, it could cure yeah. your anxiety. Yeah. People still be like, not wearing it, doesn't look nice. You know what I mean? It's so true. Yeah, I guess like people even avoid getting braces for that same reason and all sorts rather than just get the thing you need that's going to help. Yeah, I really wanted braces though. Yeah. Growing up. I was never allowed them though, but I really wanted them. For what? I don't know. I just they look. Cool. <laughs> That's a fashion accessory. Yeah, they just look cool. So I wanted them. <laughs> so I avoid the I'm an adult. I'm like, I should have got braces, but it's fine. It's fine. I missed my boat. <laughs> I had braces. <laughs> I met your braces. Very lovely braces you had. Very it lovely is. braces. <laughs> so, school fairs were really useful. School events were really useful. Yeah. And you just made sure you were you were visible rather than relying solely on social media, physically there. Yeah. What is interesting is also, sorry, I interrupted you, um, but the fact (laughs) that you actually worked on making it spin, because like you said, it was mostly from some would get one and then they would communicate, which I think is how most businesses start out, Mm. is Mm -hmm. by recommendations from who they know. So arguably, if you gave them a, a ring and then it broke you wouldn't have got as many sales, but because you actually took time to add those bits in, even if people were buying it because it was nice and then were able to fiddle with it when they felt anxious, it meant that they were able to recommend on two fronts, not just like, oh, it's actually, this is a nice looking ring, but Mm. oh, actually, and it does help with this feeling and that feeling as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really clever. Yeah, and I know we wore wore the jewellery quite a lot ourselves. We kind of tested it while we were making them so we could tell that they weren't breaking and that they were quite good quality for us to sell yeah I can believe like working with wire as well like how like you had to really be careful like where you were like bending the wire in and stuff like that like tiny little things that we didn't think of when we first like started making them and then when we'd be wearing them we'd be like oh that's a bit sharp and then we'd be yeah. like oh we need to sort that out and it was kind of like trial and error process awesome I'm I'm a big fan of the idea of young people getting out there being in like that sort of hand-to-hand combat with people in the sense of actually mm-hmm. selling a real product to a real person and having to have those conversations. Like for me, so much of my character was developed working on markets doing that. What skills did you find that you had to either develop or use that you already have um, in order to really make the most of those sort of moments and those opportunities? I think communication was quite a big thing for us because... With a, as a group of five, like, really good friends. And because we were really good friends, sometimes, like, the business talk would kind of get muddled up with, like, our social lives. Yeah. And so <laughs> trying to, like, split that and communicate what we'd want to do with the business and find time to talk about that as a group of friends is quite hard to sort out. But I think mm-hmm. we got there. The yeah, and organising things, yeah. like, as a group. can believe how much organisation, like, running a business, like, would take as in such, like... 
that how how much you have to keep on top of like your accounts and stuff yeah. like it was a small business yeah I thought felt like we were always doing it and mm-hmm. very hands-on so th- that separation of friendship how did you do it was it like hey this certain times business this certain times but how did you manage to get around that because I can imagine you're sat there and something pops up and you go off on a tangent it happens it happens with us all the time and... I was gonna say he's getting advice on the basis <laughs> that I do that all the time <laughs> help me what did you do <laughs> I think we we did make a separate group chat and tried to try put all like the business talk on that group chat and then I think was it every Wednesday every Wednesday yeah. I think we just met up after school to talk about like what we were doing next mm-hmm. and how everything was going we had a few like Saturdays Saturday. where we'd like work for like five hours or so and then we'd be like okay now we can have fun like <laughs> now we can do what we want to do love that commitment see so a big reward at the end that's what I'm hearing so like oh. yeah and then a big reward at the end I heard that I, yeah, I heard that I could do a few hours and then a reward oh no that's really good because I think sometimes people struggle with the idea of like going into business with friends it's like oh what if it goes wrong how yeah. do we handle fallouts how do we handle disagreements when we're friends how did you manage when mm-hmm, you like, yeah. didn't agree <laughs> um <laughs> we're all quite good like we all do like we all have our own opinions like definitely but I think because we know each other so well as well like nothing ever got like nothing ever got toxic as such yeah. <laughs> nothing ever was like a big argument like we'd all have an argument there'd be like five minutes later it'd be like okay what are you doing this weekend? like it would just be really relaxed still yeah no one took I felt like we all led as well which was really helpful like we all were very like all in it together yeah so there was never, like, one dominant person just, like, kind of assigning roles. I think as we were all leading, we could all discuss ideas, and it, d- it did just make it more, like, amicable. Like, it was so, like, friendly while we were doing it. Yeah. I Even though it did get hard. And we had place. a lot of fun doing it as well, which I think is how it worked well with the group of friends. It wasn't, like, kind of, like, competitive or, like, we just had fun doing it, and I think mm. that's why we did well as well. Fair. How long did it take you to start making profit? I know you've got all the expenses. The first bit of money comes in, and you realise, oh, this isn't actually new money. We've spent this on the supplies. How did that work? <laughs> yeah, maybe like a month or two. Like, yeah. just wow. like producing like a good product that you could sell, and then obviously like, so we asked for a seventy pound investment. So that like covered our like fixed costs as such, mm-hmm. like that cost like, like, the wire. Like, yeah, and... but that was like we had all the materials that we used to make it, apart from the wire, which obviously was getting used up, were, like, we had them the whole period that we were making. So, like, the ring maker and, like, the pliers, like, we kept them the whole way. So we didn't actually, like, spend much on, like, we didn't have many costs after that. So, yeah, which is quite handy. Yeah, profits did, like, come in quite quickly after we'd, like, got a good design going and were selling at fairs and stuff clever i like it so you do your initial fairs locally at your school you start to branch out you get a bit more of a social yeah. media presence what happens in that final bit of the competition now so you've got the idea you know it's profitable now you've got to go and compete with was it 300 other businesses from around the country yeah i think so. 
So we got shortlisted from our like business plan and like we had to had send to write a big doc- evaluation at the end and say what skills we'd learn and mm. basically like everything about our business, put it in, send it off to them and then get shortlisted. I'm not sure how, how many people got we shortlisted. We got shortlisted firstly from about 30 businesses. Oh yeah. And then yeah. we got shortlisted in the top six. And then Whoa. we went to um, London to pitch it basically to all the people, and then that's when we yeah. that's when we won. <laughs> so your your pitch experience when we were speaking before sounds interesting because when you said it before, I imagine you turn up, uh, there's a room, one by one each team goes into the room, you pitch to three judges in big armchairs, and you got like <laughs> you know, ten minutes to pitch, and then you get out, and then they choose the winner. What what was your experience like? Basically, it was quite a fun experience. It was a big room. Every team had, like, their own stand, and it was very, like, it was buzzing. There was people walking around everywhere, and they'd just kind of, like, come up to you and be like, tell me a bit about your business. So we'd just tell them about our business, and then people would come and go. So we'd kind of, like, do the same. They'd ask questions. And I think that was a bit different to then just, like, instead of going in and just kind of, like, selling it and then Mm -hmm. them judging that. That people got to walk around and like yeah. it was way more interactive. It was also harder because the amount of times you had to just keep <laughs> repeating <laughs> what we were saying. But I guess by the end of it, it just was easy because <laughs> we just knew what we were going to say. You had to explain the same concept, the same idea, with the same level of enthusiasm and excitement. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know who the judges yeah. were? They're walking around. Got a few random questions in there though, like, I... and you'd be like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've had to make that one up on the spot." <laughs> That's a big skill. That's a big skill to be able mm-hmm. to say it with enough confidence on the spot that it still makes sense. Do and you said it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You're still doing that. Oh, 100%. I think I'll do that for the rest of my life. I don't think you ever know all the answers, do you? And also, people's True. brains work so differently. So someone would be like, oh, why did you make it orange? Or why did you make this one orange? And it would be like, uh don't don't know it kind of meant something more to you than it did me do you know what I mean just because some people that means more yeah it's why it's sustainable again like don't know that's not what I made it for do you know what I mean like that's my answer so I'd lie probably (laughs) yeah actually one of the most sustainable metals there is out there as long as you sound confident it's fine exactly it's true it's true did you know who the judges were as they were walking around? Were you like, okay, judge number one's over there, they're coming. Did you did you have a heads up? No. Ooh. So, like, everyone was walking around. Levi Roots was there. He was, like, the oh, main... Right. Yeah. Oh, wow, maker. That <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so when he was walking over to our stand, we were all like, oh, my God, like, this is kind of the... kind of it, got to make sure we're... But he was probably the easiest one, was me. yeah. And he had spinning rings on himself as well, so he was kind of showing them to us, which was quite fun to talk to him about, yeah. And then, like, we went into this big, like, meeting room, like, afterwards with all the businesses in, and they were, like, calling people up on stage that had, like, come, like, and spoke to us about our business and, like, saying, oh, this is the CEO of this company, and we're all, like, we've just spoken to them. Nice. Are you glad it was that way around as opposed to, hey... This is CEO, this is CEO, this is CEO. They're going to come and speak yeah, to you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I quite like definitely. that. Less pressure. You're speaking to. Because it kind of teaches you to just always be on go. Like, every interaction mm. matters. Because mm. I feel like if I was doing this in school and I knew who the judges were, mm. when I was pitching to everyone else, it wouldn't have been that great. Because I know, like, it doesn't matter as much. 
you like save your energy yeah but when it's like you don't know yeah. you kind of have to just be ready to give your best pitch mm-hmm. i think that's more like real life as well isn't it oh yeah like to this day i'm like i don't know who i've seen to and then you leave and they're like oh my gosh he spoke to that person and you're like who are they <laughs> <laughs> you just hope that it went well and then you like you reflect and think what did i say what did i say but i guess like you always just have to be on the ball all the time it's so true that's a really clever way of doing it i like that and then you realise that you have the ability to talk to a CEO quite comfortably, even though you didn't know what you were doing at yeah. the time. Did, did, mm-hmm. did that yeah. give a sense of pride after? Like, oh, well, I, I actually smashed it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> within the team... Yeah, what, it was really good, feel good after it. Good. Yeah, like owning that moment of, hey, I smashed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what were your two roles within the team? Five of you? What what roles did you did you take take the lead on? Yeah, so I was financial director, which is a bit niche, but so on the Tycoon website they had a whole kind of spreadsheety kind of thing where you can put in so I was the person in charge of so all profits that came in, I'd put it onto the website. Anything we bought, I would get the cost, make sure they're paid back, add it all up and make sure it's right at the end and just kind of make sure it all adds up pressure yeah and i was manufacturing director so i was making everything basically <laughs> okay you got you, you picked some high pressure roles you've got to make sure it actually, <laughs> actually works you've got to make sure that you're actually making a profit so yeah, you don't yeah. get to the pitch and they do the maths and actually you've lost a bunch of money yeah <laughs> i like yeah. it how did you find out you'd won we kind of we always, we want to the first that they announced was the key stages. So you're in different key stages because I think the competition is like eleven to eighteen year olds. So we we're in the highest key stage, and we didn't realise until we were there that there were just first and second place from our key stages. So they kind of told us that you were in the top two when we were there, which we didn't realise when we made it down to London. Mm-hmm. And then so I think we got called up on stage for winning that one as well. We were like, oh, like this is really cool. Like we've yeah, won. We were like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they were announcing the overall winner, and then they just said like our business, and we just couldn't believe it. To be honest, like out of everyone there, we won the overall prize. Was just wow. Yeah. So and then your- after that had happened, <laughs> sorry. No, so you just you won the key. After that had happened, we went back. <laughs> 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 this delay is brilliant. You go, you go. <laughs> so, I'm just saying, so you won your key stage and then also the overall winners. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, which I... came with a nice check. <laughs> <laughs> How nice was the check? £1,000. Where's my... What were you going to say before our delay made us look over each other? Oh, gosh. Um, I was going to say that, like, after we found out we won, we went back into the room where all the stands were, and then, like, people were, like, coming up to us and talking to us even more about the business, and, like, then you kind of knew who you were talking to. Yeah, that was was good fun as well, getting to talk to them after it all happened, because, obviously, massive confidence boost, knowing that you'd (laughs) won, and then... Having to talk about it again, you thought, I've got this, like, this is going to be okay. <laughs> and just everyone coming up to you and being like, oh, well done, like, mm. like, if this is, like, good business, like, I just, 
I feel like all our hard work paid off mm-hmm. for that moment. Oh, that's fantastic. So, what now? You've done all the hard work, you've won <laughs> the competition, you've proven you can run a profitable business. What do you do now? So I think not everyone in the group is really thinking, this is where I want to go, like, this, I want to carry this on. So Lucia and I, obviously, quite like, we like the business, like, mm-hmm. we want to do economics at university. So Lucia and I are planning on continuing the business between us. Between us. Um, I think we're going to try and, like, get it set up on Etsy, a bit more online shops, and just try and, like, yeah. see how, like, we can invest the money that we got from the check and how we can invest that to expand our business as such and maybe make it more of a charitable business because... Obviously, it's the, the aim of it is to help people with these disorders. Yeah. So maybe thinking about what else we can do to help people with the platform we can get by making the rings. Yeah, and then donating some of the profits to charities, which we're trying to like help as well, like anxiety and stuff with our jewellery. Brilliant. So you've got your profitable business, the income from that, and then a little bit, of the percentage goes out to give to those charities whilst also figuring out how you can help yourself as well. No. Yeah. I don't know what um, what profit margins you're in, but I think the, you know, like the Tom's shoes did really well, didn't mm-hmm. they? Because mm-hmm. they had, like, you buy a pair and then the pair went mm-hmm. to somebody yeah. that was more in need of a pair of shoes. So I think that always works quite well if you have the ability to do that. I think people just invested in Tom's shoes because they were like, oh, actually we know that another pair are going to go somewhere Mm. else. And it was just like a guarantee, whereas I think around money now when when companies say, we're going to give this a percent to charity, people are a little bit like, are you? Are you? (laughs) Whereas I think with Tom's, there was never really a question. It was always like, oh, no, they definitely will. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea that we could do. Oh, that's so cool. I'm so glad to hear you're continuing it because there's so many of these (laughs) awesome competitions and opportunities and you do it and you're like hey we won good job let's crack on with our normal lives let's go back to what we were doing before yeah, yeah. understandable like sixth form trying to get into economics and in university i can imagine there's a lot going on in your time right now yeah yeah applying just applying and all the personal statements sort of that we've been doing recently it's been a very busy yeah term at school <laughs> but also like it was really nice to have that like separate from school as such like making the rings like for me like made me feel like Like, stressed like it was relaxing for me even making them so I definitely want to carry on doing Mm -hmm. it awesome I love that I love that so while you're sort of applying and you're doing these personal statements please please tell me you're mentioning this experience in your personal statements yeah (laughs) yeah yeah definitely definitely in the personal statement yeah Bit of a what? name drop. But... 100%. Drop that <laughs> name everywhere. I think you should go to Starbucks <laughs> and they write, like, what's your name? Be like, Ty- Peter Jones, Tycoon Challenge winners. Just write that on the side. <laughs> what are the main things that you feel like you've got from the whole experience that you'll take forward? I think it's definitely, like, confirmed that I want to do something like this mm. in the future. I think, like, I've always known that I wanted to do something like like managing something or something but like really has firmed that I want to like and how easy it is to just start something and like if you put effort into it you do get rewarded from things yeah like that's what I thought was crazy looking back at it like I feel like if you didn't do this experience you'd kind of be like oh like how could you ever start your business how is that possible but 
luckily like we did it quite easy like we just kind of thought we wanted to do and making the rings and jewellery was actually a lot easier than I thought it would ever be by and by experimenting I think yeah that's a really good thing to take forward just like if you give it a go then it turns out well <laughs> absolutely so I guess for any any young person listening who has an opportunity to join an enterprise club to join an enterprise competition and um, what what would your piece of advice be to those those young people definitely do it yeah. just definitely just give, give it a go, go. like you yeah. can't I don't feel like you just can't really lose anything from it like mm-hmm. it'll be a great experience learning yeah I guess it's not about winning either is yeah. it like the amount of things that we've taken from the experience of like just creating our own business was just really worthwhile whatever the outcome was at the end love that and the win was just the the cherry on the cake <laughs> I don't like cherry the icing on the cake I should have said the icing on the cake yeah I don't know why I, I feel like cherry. there's a lot of people at the moment that are using sayings like Jack Greenish I feel like said something the other day and everyone was like he's just used the wrong <laughs> the wrong word yeah <laughs> I should have said the pineapple on the pizza I didn't want you, but not really a saying. Was the pineapple yeah. on a pizza? It's got to become a saying. That's it. I'm done. It's okay. the TikTok and pineapple on pizza. I'm Lovely. making oh, making gosh. sayings. <laughs> but no, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. Because honestly, when you were telling me about it, I was just I was so excited. I was like, yes, love that you did it. Love <laughs> that you went for it and that you won. And then when you were like, you are considering continuing. I was like, that is great news. So we want to firstly thank you for sharing the story with us and once you are up and running you've got links etsy's etc let us know so we can let <laughs> any okay. know. thank um, you thank you absolutely no we can absolutely spread the word and uh yeah let everyone know what's going on give you the free advert slot you know what i mean give the podcast <laughs> it's like hey it's us you remember us that'd be awesome <laughs> thank you so thank much you for having, having us. us no absolute pleasure definitely please do keep us up to date and it's been a pleasure. So wishing you all the best with it. Let us know how it goes. And if there's any point where, you know, you need some assistance or we can help in any way, please, please, please let us know and we will do whatever we can to support it. Thank, Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> pleasure. Thank you for your time. And we will see you. Well, I'm literally going to see you next week. I'm back in your school on Friday. So, so I will, oh really <laughs> yeah i will i will see you next week on friday i'm back um yeah in the wider world of this podcast we will see you in the future when you tell us sorry very know. quickly oh. how much are your rings how much They're are they seven pounds and that's seven pounds. you can go and take in seven pounds and you can get me a ring while you're there us, us. <laughs> two rings one each yeah. yeah, I have really little fingers though. So like, the I've got very little fingers as well. But can you can your your products work for very little fingers? <laughs> yeah, yes. of course. <laughs> <laughs> just say yes. Just say yes. He'll buy them. I'll be, in, I'll be in London anyway. He won't know until he's got to me. <laughs> Perfect. I will be there with fourteen pounds, ready to buy a couple of rings. <laughs> so have them ready. Thank you so much for I'm joining us. And uh, I'll see you next Thank week. Thank you. Uh, see oh, you that's next week. Special pages for it or anything? Um, Samba jewelry. Just Samba jewelry. S A M B A R jewelry. Just everywhere, really. Depop. Instagram. Ooh. Facebook. I think. Facebook. Really. <laughs> okay.
perfect perfect thank you very much well have a fantastic rest of your day um say thank you thank for your you. for allowing this to happen it's been awesome to have you on and i'll see you next week see you later see you thank you bye-bye oh that was awesome i love like enterprising activities being pushed in schools need more yeah, me too. I think they did the right thing as well. Like, why not continue? Because it's like it's funny, isn't it? Because you hear them like be like, "Oh, well, there's no stress, no like, yeah, no point in stopping." And it's like, yeah, that's the whole point. Like, test it while you have no money, like worries that you need yeah. to you need to hit a certain profit line, you need to make this many sales. Like, no one cares right now, so may as well just do it. And if it goes well, then great. Hundred percent. Nothing. And like she said, above this, there is just nothing to lose. Yeah. There's only positives to take from it. Um, I did a competition in sixth form and we we did not get very far. Like, Oh, we did so bad. <laughs> we didn't get very far either. And it's like, who cares? Like, got some skills yeah. from it, got some experience, know what not to do next time. You crack on and take it into your real For life. For me, they put too many in a group. Five is the great number. We had like 15 in our group. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Too many shows. I now I now dislike seven of you, so <laughs> that's gone well, hasn't it? Because none of you are listening to me. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is so true. I decided to manage basically Amazon prior to <laughs> prior to managing like a small little shop on Etsy. That's what happened. I was yeah. like, I can take on Amazon at the age of sixteen. Quick. No, 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 sit back down. <laughs> no, you can't. And that's why we did badly. <laughs> what was the business idea? Oh, I don't. Even, I don't even want to talk about it. it. Was it was literally so? It wasn't my business idea. <laughs> All the disclaimers say. are coming out. No, so we had basically because there was genuinely two groups. Mm. One business, like, well, it was we were part of the same business, but basically I neglected them completely. <laughs> and their idea was like these notebooks. So it's basically made out of paper that right. on publisher. I remember back in the day, yeah. publisher, and it was like a little book of happiness. And, like, they read it and it would be, like, motivational quotes, which would have been nice if it was, like, an actual book properly made, not a paper book on publisher that was, like, this big. And then, like, paper folded over. Yeah. (laughs) But the funny thing is, that's actually a thing now. What, a paper (laughs) book? Little book. No, like, actual books. Yeah, an actual book. An actual book would have been better, but they were like, oh, why? Because we could just, like, we could sell these and make more profit. And I was like, ugh. Just looks so gross, and I'm gonna have to stand behind a table and try and sell those. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. Fair. Did you start a separate business as well? Yeah, it was a good business though. What was that one? It was like tote bags, basically, uh... back in the day, because like everyone had a school bag, but they yeah. were all a little bit rubbish, and then we had pee bags. They were well expensive. So uh, you found a gap in the market. So, yeah, we just, I mean, everyone uses them now for shopping, yeah. but it used to be back in the day, like, rather than having to go and use one of the JD Sports bags they used to give that was, like, plastic, and yeah. remember the blue ones that were just hideous? <laughs> it was like Tesco's those, but it was nicer, basically. <laughs> Fair play. And they were easy to sell, obviously, because people are walking around a market picking up stuff, and guess what they don't have? <laughs> Fair. Your team I can listen. tell that this meant a lot to you, and it still it does. I, I genuinely, I nerve, can't, yeah. I can't even tell you how annoyed I was with that <laughs> book, and the fact that they actually thought like it was a fifty-fifty split, and I thought like all of you have put your hands up this disgusting, <laughs> disgusting book. Paper folded over. If you yeah, know. and it was of course like, oh, you're so negative. Well, who wouldn't like a little book of motivation? I was like, if it looked like that, me. <laughs> 
Me, I wouldn't like a book of motivation. <laughs> you want a proper hardcover? Give me something to work with here. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say something very bad. Am I not? Yeah. Our business was a. Uh, it was called We Make It because we thought if we call it, we, <laughs> yeah. if we call it, we make it. We can change our mind and make anything because we're right. still on brand. Yeah. So we made like we did like the buy a bunch of roses, send a rose to someone in a different classroom kind of thing. Then we did, okay. then we did like it was Easter, do something around that. So we just changed our product. Oh, you were like those shops that like pop up at Christmas, yeah, close down, and then pop yeah. up at Easter and close down. Yeah, exactly that. Problem is, quite a big gap between. <laughs> New Year's. They gotta wait a month till Valentine's Day. <laughs> two months till Easter. So for those months, we nothing, nothing. We make nothing now. It was just yeah. It, it didn't work. It didn't work. And we well, it worked for Santa. It works for Santa. Exactly. He's doing quite well. Put a lot of time into Christmas. Yeah, Father Christmas is smashing it. Um, so yeah. So hey, they, they, these, these girls, Lucia and Maisie. Um, yeah, actually, he's smashed it because they would have beat our team. Oh, 100%. Firstly, they would manage to niche down, which you didn't manage to do. I was and genius. I purposefully didn't want to, which is a really bad business to yeah. do. I was like, we'll make bag for everyone. This seven year old child is going to be as interested as that 45 year old woman in the same product. Fair, fair. But no, there's absolutely skills to be done from this. And this is why, like, even the program we have of, of the pitch is, is exactly this. Let's. Put a real business challenge in. Let's give you some real experience with real businesses and see how you deal with that challenge. And this is a perfect example of the importance of these kind of challenges for people while they're young so they can take those skills and have them forever. Like, And also just talk about it. I remember so many people didn't get into, like, I mean, these are high universities, but Oxford and Cambridge, they had all A-stars, GCSE, all A-stars, A-levels, but didn't get in on the foundation that they didn't have anything to say in an interview. Mm. And they will turn you down on that basis because you need to be able to represent mm. Oxford and Cambridge in the best light. So you're about something So, else. great, you're going to get good grades, but you're going to make any friends here? Are you going to be able to... Mm. Um, if somebody comes around the university and interviews you, are you going to be able to answer their questions or not? Because we can't have you looking... Yeah, you're taking advantage of enrichment that. activities, yeah. etc. That's so, a really good point. So it all gives them something to talk about, not only in their personal statement, when they go to interviews later. Yeah, so it's actually just as important as the work that they are doing in their economics lessons. Yeah, 100%. On their A-levels. Ah, oh, I really enjoyed that. It's nice to have some real, real, real students on the podcast, you know, some live guests. Love it, love it. Whereas it's normally just you two. I was waiting for that. I was like, <laughs> he's going to insult us any moment now, I can feel Incoming! It. Went so long without a dig. So I know, long. I had to do one. Did you ever do any businessy challenges at all? Mm. I did one in primary school, it wasn't really business, it was like how to write a um, book review, and it was like for BBC Bite Size. Like, I won that, okay, first of all, I won that. Second of all, I didn't even, I didn't realise what it was when I did it. So what happened, this is like my pride and joy story, because I was like six years old and I was still really proud of it, but anyways, my teacher did this thing where um, she was like, everyone just log into BBC Bite Size and just write a book review for fun, right, just for fun. Clever. So we all did it. And then it was like a nationwide competition ended up being. But I remember sitting in assembly and the year sixes were all on the benches because they were so cool. Obviously. And we were on the floor and they were like, we've got one more thing to say. And we were all just like, it's going to be, we're in trouble for something. Because, yeah. you know, they always leave the worst for last. 
And then they were like, Storm, can you come to the front? And I was like, no. Oh. I was like, what have I done? I was really scared because I was like, a, I was one of those really quiet kids. So I was like, I've done something really oh. bad. They're going to publicly humiliate me <laughs> everyone. And then they were like, congratulations, you won the BBC Vita Size book review thing. And I was just like... Wow. Did you cry? No. Did you say, and I would like to thank my <laughs> mum and Mrs. Benjamin. I don't know who your teacher was. You know. I don't remember who my teacher was. Oh, <laughs> like, God. That's terrible. What? Whoever you are, thanks so much. Like, <laughs> you really came in. One of the most defining moments of your life. You got over the teacher's name. I was six. <laughs> but they made me read up my book report and I got like a little round of applause. I got a certificate and I got like this little trophy thing and it was really cool. Oh. But it's funny, you were like, I'm so quiet. Here's my book. Yeah, Everybody sit down. Literally. I was a nationwide champion and you're all going to hear why, okay? Wow. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. We're proud of you. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, thank you very much. I would have been proud of you many years ago. It was when you were pass six, over so. the pride across. <laughs> thank you very much again to Lucia and Maisie for coming on today. Thanks for Kim Bolton for making it happen. Uh, and we'll see you next Friday. Everyone else, you got questions, you got stories to share, you want to come on a podcast, reach out, reach out, let's make this and a new tech again, because I swear it happens every other week. Oh yeah, new tech this, new tech I know, that. I know. There's going to be a rampage against you. Me and Storm will just do it without you. You're not invited anymore. That's perfectly reasonable. I can't, I can't even argue with that. I can't even argue with that. Um, hey, you've made it to the end of the podcast. Do you know what that means? If you've made it this far, you've got to send us a message on Instagram. Uh, and you just have to say, what's the, what's the code this week? Uh, the code is... Quack. Quack. Beautiful. I was going to go with spinny ring, but quack <laughs> is even better. So quack. quack. Send us a DM <laughs> saying quack, and we will hook you up with either your choice of a free wristband or a free aim at high shirt. But it's only for the first person who does it, so send us a message saying quack. See you next week. Peace. <laughs>